0: Hey, what's up? This is Riley and welcome to our preview episode of Chasing Paris, UK edition. We're really excited to bring you this series. It's going to be a long series. I think we'll get 15 or 16 weeks with our team here. We've got Matt Seddon, who is our UK presenter, and he's he's really going to be the one holding your hand through this series. Matt is a fantastic athletics commentator. He's a podcast host himself, and he has a really great rapport with our athletes. So, I'm excited as a fan to listen to the way Matt steers the series. And then our athletes really incredible. We're, we're so pleased to have them. We've got Phil Sessman and Mark Scott. Um, if you don't know those names already, you will soon, but both very, very accomplished athletes. So we're super excited. Now the episode you're about to listen to is my intro episode, I guess, with that team and just trying to, um, get you the listener to sort of get to know these guys a little bit more. So. One little call out is we did record this about 24 hours after the guys got to Kenya, they're over there now for a training camp, which is really interesting. But as a result, they didn't have SIM cards organized. So they were on hotel Wi Fi, which is a little bit dodgy. So I just wanted to call it out if the sound breaks up a little bit or the audio quality is a little bit echoey. We get it. It's not ideal. um, but it should just be for that first episode. The guys have since got SIM cards, which means they'll be able to go into other rooms to record and and a whole bunch of other boring stuff. But for now, enjoy the show, enjoy getting to know the guys and a big thank you as well to our Patreon supporters. It, It very literally is your support that allows us to make the sort of content we want to make. So we're really excited for it. I hope you are too. Let's enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? And welcome to this very special episode of For the Kudos. My name's Riley, I'm your host. And for Patreon fans of the show, you'll be familiar with some of our recent marathon series. In 2023, we brought you the Gold Coast Diaries featuring Geordie Williams and Jen Gregson. And then later in 23 in October, we took you to Valencia for Chasing Paris. That featured Andy Buchanan and Jen Gregson again. And a little recap on that, Jen Gregson ran a 2.23 and became the third fastest Australian woman ever. So Brett and Joel and I were speaking and we thought, shit, if we're going to do Chasing Paris again, we need some top tier guests. And I'm really delighted to say we've got some incredible athletes joining us for this series. But I always say that the host kind of makes the show and uh, we needed to step up the hosting game as well for this one. And I'm really pleased with who we've got. So. We're heading over to the UK and I'm about to introduce our host for this season, Matt Seddon. Matt, how are you? Good morning to you, Riley. Good off.
1: Well, good evening, isn't it, in Australia? Um, Yeah, thanks, man. No pressure, I guess. Um, But no, all good. Looking to get stuck into this series with Mark and Phil, two guests I've actually had on my podcast um, already on the Sunday podcast where I guess we spoke about their career in a lot more kind of generic sense from start to where they are now to present day. Whereas I think what you guys do over at For the Kudos, you get a lot more out of them, um, and I guess you get to know them on a lot more personal terms as well, which I think a lot of the
0: listeners can look forward to. Yeah, I think I think just that that grind of a marathon block, right? It's something it's something really special, and and Phil Phil would know it. Phil's recent block for Valencia was was really special, but just kind of getting to speak to the athlete every week and hear about what went right, what went wrong, how difficult the session was, and also life you know um jen jen was really great because uh, her husband ryan is also a professional athlete they've just had a baby and so she's trying to juggle all this other life stuff in the middle of marathon training and like people really relate to like all the other stuff that's going on but let's let's talk a bit about you we need we need the listeners to know a bit more about matt now you mentioned the sunday podcast that's been going for quite a while pretty successful you've logged what 150 plus episodes of the show
1: Hang on. Yeah, 151 now, considering it's a new year, episodes with guests. And just like you guys, we've done a lot of bonus episodes, you know, recapping events, World Champs, Olympics and stuff like that. And I guess we had a little bit of a blow up a few weeks ago. We had Josh Kerr on. He was talking talking quite a lot about Jakub and their relationship and you know their rivalry so um but yeah we've just managed to just get a decent high-profile guest on every single week and i think consistency has been key um i personally you know with with my friend we started that podcast as just running fanboys we were just like i mean we're both trying to i guess you know have the dream of being professional runners one day and when you start to realize that's slipping away from you you're like oh, crap, how can I stay involved in the sport? What can I do to stay relevant, you know, and to, and to stay around the people that you just build such good relationships with? So I think I was fortunate enough to have a lot of connections early on to get these guests on, um, you know, high-profile guests. I think we had Jay Wyman within, within five episodes, which a lot of people who don't know him would find it very hard to get to him. Um, so we were fortunate enough in that. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of – that's our format, and we tend to just have – 45 minutes to an hour talking to guests about the very start of their career starting out and running and all the way up to kind of present day and what they're aiming for you know in the next year or two as well so like I said before we have both Mark and Phil on which if we've had Mark on a couple of times actually he's spoiled us a few times but, but yeah that's how I kind of got into it and at the moment, do a bit of sports commentary, well, athletic commentary as well. So on the side of that, um, a few European athletic events, Highgate Night at 10Ks, which was with On, so similar to that Zatapak 10K you guys had Down Under a few weeks ago.
0: So um, that's kind of where I fit in the running world at the moment. Now, I I do just want to just uh, dive into the Sunday podcast a little bit more. I, I was in the car a couple of days ago and I listened to, uh, it must have been like your year in review recap special or something, and you were jeez, the amount of, like, I, I was just reminded, like, it gave me a sense of, like, the British media when you talk about the cricket and the Ashes and just the the bias that you were talking about. Um, you were talking about the prospects of a British 1500-meter world champ at the next world champs and it not, <laughs> it not being, like, Kerr or Whiteman and just bloody hell listening to you blokes go on about it. But, um, mate, we might, we might have to arrange a couple of Aussie athletes for your show just to kind of... Just to give you a bit more international flavor.
1: Even out, yeah. We actually did a deep dive into our listens, and it obviously, because that bias, we have a pretty heavy UK listener base. So um you really think an Aussie's
0: gonna contest the, the Olympic title next year or this year now? Uh, I guess we'll see. Um enough of that. We've got we got plenty of time for that. Let's let's get into our guests. And Matt, I might you know the boys better than I do. I might let you introduce them. All right, without further ado, let's uh, let's introduce the guests, Mark and Phil. Mark, debuting in the London
1: Marathon, 12.57, 5K personal best. He used to be part of the Bauman Track Club. Big move signing to the NN running team. He's the European record holder indoors over the 5K. So he's out in Kenya, which is pretty much home of the NN running team, you could say. Um, he's going to be alongside Phil. They're sharing a the house as well. Phil, 208 high marathon runner, fresh off Valencia. He's doing something that... I don't think anyone's ever done before. He's still chasing that Olympic time. He's going to try and run Seville in eight weeks' time and potentially London after that. If he doesn't hit the standard again, that might be a plan C. (laughs) But uh, but Mark, uh, let's go with you. You've raced, um, I guess, the latest. You took a win against Emil Caress, one of Britain's best marathon runners, 208-07 guy, and you did your famous. You outkicked him. Are you getting in his head a little bit? I think I want to know the record between you two.
2: Yeah, um I can't even tell you the record. I'm not the stat guy. Um we know we know that we know that's Phil, so he might know better than I do actually. Um but yeah, it was good to have a domestic battle against Emil. and it's always it's always good to line up against one another. And I I think we both just wanted a good run out before we came to Kenya because Emil's, Emil's here right now with us um living living in the same house as us. So we've got a good little good little squad here put together. Um but yeah, same same idea was just get a race in over the the new year period and come out to Kenya healthy and, and start the marathon block pretty much.
0: Hey, uh, Mark, I've got a, I've got a question, um, just want to understand something here. So you got engaged in November, I think. Congratulations on that. And Correct. Thank you. And, uh, your fiance has just announced also that, uh, she's pregnant. Congratulations on that. That is right. Yeah. and you've you've just said all right love it's the new year uh (laughs) see ya how did that go down
2: yeah well i always go away in january actually we were fortunate enough um she came away to kenya exactly a year ago with me as well um she knows it's an integral part of, of the training and the good thing is she is from a running background she's run her whole life um She's she's running 233 of the marathon. So she she understands the sport pretty well. Um and that I think is really important. Um and it sounds like we just announced and then I took off, but we've obviously we had the 20 week <laughs> scan um on January the second. So we, we've known about it for a long time. And she's known that I've been coming to Kenya for a long time. So it, it's all good in, in the household.
1: So Dubai. Dubai was a good trip. I believe you got engaged in Dubai, didn't you, just before Christmas?
2: Yeah, we did uh planned it in Dubai. Um my brother and his girlfriend actually moved out there, so we had the opportunity to go visit um and yeah, was ring shopping and stuff before that and yeah, got down on one day in Dubai. Uh good lad.
1: Right, let's um let's introduce Phil then. Um like I said before, he's doing something quite astonishing. Phil, after Valencia, initial thoughts. Yeah, you know, how long was it before you decided you're gonna bounce back and do Seville? You could have I guess, waited until London and played the long game or, or the safe game. But that would make a Paris turnaround even harder. So why Seville? And yeah, I guess, how long did it take to make that decision you were going to bounce back? Um, yeah, it was always kind of plan B. Um,
3: just had that idea that I'd, I'd give that a go and um, take a swing if, if things didn't pan out at Valencia. And uh, it was kind of that feeling at kind of 5k to go knowing that I wasn't running 302 pace and I probably needed to run 3 minute pace or even 259s then when um, I was running some kind of 305, 306s that I just knew that alright I think uh, yeah I'm doing another marathon in 10 weeks time um, and it, it definitely took kind of a 2 day two to, 2 to 3 days to kind of feel like I get to do another marathon rather than I have to um, I was definitely kind of <laughs> not feeling too good i, I was obviously um and it'll be gutted with with not being able to like knock it out of the park in the first try um but then kind of after two three days kind of started to feel like all right well it's time to go again and, and i love doing marathon blocks and i love racing marathons so um I was, I was really up for it
0: bill i've got uh just one question because obviously i won't be i won't be on the show every week and I don't want to wait for Matt to ask it during the, during the series, but so you obviously were so close in Valencia, you missed the time by what, 40 seconds or something. Does that, and I know, I know you've still got plenty of time before the race, but being so kind of touch and go, does this, does this make you think about being a bit more aggressive in the first half in Seville or will you you still try and kind of run a pretty even race? Um, I want to run in a group. So if there's a group that will go maybe sixty three
3: forty five or even sixty three thirty, then I feel like um, it'd be good to go with that. And I, I would want to be a little bit more aggressive. But if the group wants to go 64 05, then I'm going to go with the group kind of thing. And that's where the benefit of, of going to Seville will be. And um, that's kind of the reasons of choosing that over London, of, of just knowing that there's going to be multiple other guys from different nations chasing that Olympic time in good conditions and... Um, a lot of people ran qualifying times there in the past so I just feel like kind of getting back on it straight away and, and, and going for it there
1: I mean I'm sure we'll talk in more detail as the series goes on but you've clearly had a very good recovery after that marathon is there any reasons why you think you were able to recover so well and you know I think you're back up to almost four mileage already now you're in Kenya um, so how is it that you within a week you're kind of getting back straight into it yeah I, I think the super shoe's do
3: make a difference um and then definitely just kind of like my training i, I train hard and, and i do big long runs and i do 40 days hard and stuff so it, the marathon obviously is tough um but the body can kind of especially in good conditions at valencia can recover after a few days a week or two um and just be ready to go again
1: yeah that's a good take so you're pretty much done Almost a marathon in training a couple times over. So it was pretty much a standard training week almost.
3: Yeah, not not quite exactly the same. And obviously you push way, way harder. Um, but yeah, it just takes an extra couple of weeks to recover and, and you can train properly again, I think.
0: I'll be so fascinated to get into this series, right? So for for all our Australian listeners who maybe aren't super familiar with with our guests. Bill, yeah, 208 high guy, very close to the qualification. uh, Has come, you finished top 10 in the London Marathon twice, I think, 2021, and then this year as well. So Uh, Three times, three times. Three, sorry, my apologies. So so very credentialed marathoner, absolutely knows what he's doing, runs a, a, a crazy amount of mileage, which we'll get to hear about. And then you've got Mark, who first marathon, but great pace in the legs twelve fifty 5k guy and and we're starting to see more and more that as you transition to the marathon you've really got to have or, or it really helps to have you know great speed over 5 and 10k and and obviously Phil's first with Seville and then we've got Mark a little bit later in London so it's it's Matt I don't know how you see it but I think it's going to be fascinating to see The different approaches the guys take, we get to see Phil race first and sort of see how that unfolds. And then we've still got a little bit of time before Mark races. Like it's set up to be a really good few months. Yeah. And I guess
1: Mark's in a good position. He's going to be able to learn. He's on camp with Phil and Emil. He's going to be able to learn from them. Um, But, you know, Mark, I went on a run with you pre-Christmas. We were talking about mileage and building back up you've had your injury struggles since pretty much since that 1257 you ran. It's been kind of on and off the whole time. And now I think you finally learned that you just have to be so steady with the mileage. It's frustrating for someone like you who has run 110, you know, ish miles a week consistently before. And it's just taken you quite a while to get there. Are you, are you full training yet? Or are you still on the way up to those, to those ballpark numbers that you're going to have to put together pre-London?
2: Yeah. Um, for me, I'm pretty much there. Um, in terms of what Phil does, I don't think I'll ever be there. Um, he's just a different breed on, on that sort of thing. So, yeah, for me, it's I'm pretty much at full, full mileage now. So i'll be I'll be looking into triple triple figures. So that's that's where I'm going to be heading. Um, and it's just about for me, like you say, it, would, it just took such a long time building back from recurrent stress injuries that I just wanted to be slow, and it was literally a a ten mile a week increase rather than where's and I'll fill, obviously, with his 50-mile-a-week post-marathon and then straight back into the into the 130s. That's not not something I'll ever, ever be able to do. So, yeah, we've, I've built up very slowly. Um, it's taken months and months. So now I finally feel like I'm there and I'm ready. And, yeah, yes. if I want to hit that standard in London, then I'm going to have to push them numbers. So um, that's what I'm out here in Kenya to do.
1: Do you think those years of track training and drilling those fast five Ks and you know you did some pretty hideous workouts under under Jerry? You know, ten miles of volume on the track, ripping round Do you think that obviously affected you and you're kind of just getting over that intense training?
2: I think so because I did have a good few years on the end of the Bauman team where I I didn't get hurt and I was actually running those times we've mentioned. So I think maybe things did catch up to me a little bit, and also just with a a huge new setup with joining the nn team changing location, moving coaches moving across the world like it does take a lot out of you more than people i think actually realise. and then just trying to train at the level i was used to doing just yeah made the body body crumble pretty much so like i said step by step i'm i'm actually feeling really good and uh actually in a really healthy place right now so so yeah i'm excited
0: mark you you mentioned that you um you typically travel in January and you've been to Kenya before we don't we're Matt and I were chatting before we started recording. We don't typically see a lot of Aussies go to, you know, go to Europe for camps or, or go to Kenya, occasionally a little bit of Europe, but mostly our, our elites will kind of stay home and train probably because we are so far from everywhere else. But talk us through, um, I guess the purpose of, of why a training camp in Kenya and kind of what your structure looks like while you're there
2: yeah i mean the ultimate reason we're here is because of the weather um of course you have the altitude but um the main thing is every altitude location pretty much around the world is has got snow at this time of year and you can't get in any any good training so i feel like that gives us a a bit of a benefit on everyone else we can get in more quality training for five six weeks however long you want to stay out here in kenya um and actually the travel for us isn't too bad yeah it takes a full day um but you, you can knock it out a bit quicker if you don't want to stay a night in nairobi once you you can direct flight from london so yeah in terms of that sense it it's actually a really good location for for european athletes in january alone um we we're even talking yesterday it's it's too hot to run at three thirty in the afternoon so we are pushing our double runs um into like 5 five thirty p.m just so we don't overdo things in that sense so yeah that that's the main reason and that's why it, it's structured this way because we have these early marathons coming up um and yeah that, that's why we're here
1: just quickly mark just for the listeners as well who's coaching you at the moment because obviously that switched from bowman to nn um and you've been self-coached for a little while now is that still the case
2: Uh, Not the case anymore. I was getting a little bit of guidance um, through Steve Vernon and Chris Jones at British Athletics. And moving forward, uh, Chris Jones has actually taken me on full time. So he just coached um, Clara Evans to her 225. Um, So she's, yeah, she's marathoned through and through and he's got a lot of knowledge about the marathon and a lot of uh, other aspects as well. So he, yeah. We're pretty much in week one of our training, so we'll be able to update you every week and maybe let you have a bit of insight into what we'll get up to. This is
1: big news for uh, for those British listeners on the podcast as well. Actually, Mark's, Mark's finally committed to a coach. Um, and Phil, just quickly yourself as well, you've, you're have you with longtime coach Andy Henderson, still with him. Uh, what have you guys learned over the last, I mean, six, five marathons that you've done so so far?
3: five yeah over five marathons um just like kind of be sensible but aggressive with the training and um i guess probably the biggest thing we learned on like the last block was like like the 40k runs kind of thing in in the really hard long runs they can take like two weeks to recover from um i would kind of do a 40k run and i would feel great and just be like right I'm, i'm really really fit and the week after i would really struggle to hit the splits that i'd like planned for myself and i just think well, what happened like I was, I was really fit last week kind of thing and, and it took it happening twice for me to kind of respect that a little bit more and um just kind of
0: realize that okay like the body isn't a machine and, and you do need to kind of give it a little bit more respect hey phil and 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 mark but we'll start with you phil for again for our australian listeners who maybe don't know as much about both of you blokes Phil, you're running ridiculous mileage. You must be constantly tired. When you get when you get home, or when you've got a Friday night or a Saturday night, what are you doing to unwind? What are you doing to take your mind off running?
3: Um, I've got my two dogs, so I chill with them, and um, I live with my partner Jeff. So I might go out for dinner, might cook some foods, might watch a film. Um, I'm not often kind of going out. Um, I'm, I'm quite fortunate. The boys and these like. They're not really party animals either, so we'll be more likely to be found down a snooker club, um, playing a couple of frames rather than uh, going out and, and hitting any bars, to be honest. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what we do to socialise and just relax and, um, yeah, kind of make
0: sure that you are resting and, and getting to bed pretty early with the trainer. What, what about you, Mark? What do you, what do you get up to when you're not running?
2: Um, yes, yeah, pretty much similar to Phil, um, maybe just with... The added extra of making a baby as well. Um, but um for us, yeah, it's 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 hard, isn't it? Just that recovery aspect. Um you got it's like I mentioned before, it's great that my fiance. actually understands running, and she knows I don't want to be going out after running 20 miles on a on a weekend, on a Sunday, whatever it may be. So yeah, we like to chill, just um we don't go to the snooker club by any means. Um <laughs> But yeah, I've, ne- we,
0: I've never heard someone say they go to the snooker club. Must be a British thing.
2: <laughs> it is exactly. But yeah, we don't we don't mess around with that. So we're we're in just yeah films, movies, that sort of thing. Just just chilling and and winding down.
0: You know, there's also one of the things I love about the marathon block is there's no better excuse than the long run to get you out of doing shit on a Sunday afternoon. You know, like you've you've done two and a half hours on a Sunday morning. You get home. It's like, oh, you know, can we go out to the shops? Can we go to this? Can we go to this lunch? And you can be like, sorry, I've just run two and a half hours. I'm pretty tired. I'm just going to be horizontal on the couch for the rest of the day. It's just, it gets you out of so much stuff. Yeah. I mean, sometimes my hardest long run of the whole block
3: um, was a 40K progressive. And I think I kind of averaged 307s. Um, and I moved I moved house that day. Um, <laughs> so that was pretty <laughs> That was. <laughs> Um, yeah, big, um, a big appreciation to my partner for allowing me to still bugger off to York and, and sit, run behind my coach for uh, two hours and, um, and then come back and not have to do too much lifting. But yeah, it was, uh, that was a pretty horrendous day to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's a shocker. Hey, Matt, can you remind our listeners? Cause I don't, I don't have the dates in front of me. Um, what's our, what's our path over this kind of, um, uh, Chasing Paris UK edition. So we've got uh, Seville mid-Feb. And then I think we're probably going to take a couple weeks break. And then we're going to get back into Mark's London build. London is, is it the 27th? I, I think it's earlier than that. It's the it's early, t- is it the 21st, 21st. or
1: 2nd? Yeah, 21st of, of April. So yeah, give give Phil a little break and then yeah, he can get back on. I think it's going to be interesting because Mark's obviously going to be able to review Phil's performance and Phil's going to be able to like review and preview Mark's performance as well. So I'm sure there's going to be lessons learned and lessons shared over that time. But yeah, we are, I mean, for Phil, we're about six weeks away from, um, from Seville already. And, and Mark's got a little bit more time. I mean, Mark, were you tempted to do Seville given that there'll be a little bit more depth in the race as well as, as London? I mean, Phil's done it a couple of times. You can get isolated running to eight. You do tend to be on your own in London,
2: yeah, I, the, the plan originally was to do Seville. Um, but then once I weighed it up with my management, it was it was a thing where we did want a little bit more time. And at the same the same time, we wanted to support London Marathon with me going onto the roads in the future. They're, they're a huge, obviously, major. So we wanted to support them in the sense that let's put all our eggs into London and hopefully they'll look after us in the future as well. So that kind of weighed into things, wanted a bit more time, and then... The other thing, if I was going to do Seville, I wouldn't have been coming to altitude in January. I would have just stayed at sea level because I didn't want to go to altitude in my first ever marathon block and the build and and just not know how I was going to respond. I've done it. I've done it for track races, but we're we're, we're talking a different ball game now. So we decided to commit to London in that sense. Um, and yeah, it was more of a. I think we can put the guys around me in London based with running on the NN team that they're going to facilitate the pacing for me um, and that was an added incentive for me as well um, obviously the, the conditions are going to be I assume a lot different to uh, Seville you never know what you're going to get in London in April whether it's 25 degrees Celsius and, and sunshine or you're getting rain and wind for the, throughout the duration of the race so we thought we just wanted to commit to London give ourselves a bit more time um, and yeah that's where we're at so all all roads lead to London now
1: Mm, that's a big advantage having those having those paces from from NN helping you out hopefully get you to 30k or so
2: that is the plan yeah and even even if we could go 35k then I'd be in dreamland I think but obviously you never know it's it's something I've never experienced before and even running 35k I've never done that so we've we've got a lot to learn um in the next couple of months
0: Matt we're we're recording this uh, on Friday, the 5th of January, um, and this will, this will come out early next week. So this is probably, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it on about the 9th or 10th. Matt, when are you fellas recording the first proper episode? We would hope to stay in line with uh,
1: those dates. So if this gets released on the 9th or 10th. We're, we're going to try and plan one a week. So hopefully that next one will come out on the 17th um around that time so we'll probably just look to friday's a good day for these boys in kenya um bar training i don't think they're too busy um so i should be able to get hold of them easy enough (laughs) so we'll we'll try
0: and keep it consistent and, and release once a week from from there on out perfect uh sounds good now for all our patreon listeners as well one of the things we've loved about our past marathon series is your ability to sort of interact with our host and our athletes and ask your questions. So we will of course be opening up, uh, the question line for you guys to submit questions to both Bill and Mark and Matt as well for that matter. Um, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. We would love your questions. We love your support. It is, and, and I know Brett and Joel and I say it a lot, but we mean it, it is literally your support of FTK that allows us to do fun stuff like this and, you know, to have, I, I, I really meant it before when I said like, I'm genuinely excited to see how Phil goes backing up from Valencia. I think it's like, it's, I love, I love the kind of aggressive, just like, shit, let's go again. I'm, I'm you know, I'm committed to chasing this now. So I'm really excited for that. And Mark has been just such a class athlete at the shorter distances. You only get one debut, right? So the fact that we're getting to take all of our FTK fans along, um, for Mark's debut is really exciting as well. So, gentlemen we'll leave it there thank you i know you only got to kenya a day or two ago and you're still getting settled and sorted with sim cards and internet connections and stuff like that but thank you for giving up a bit of your time today and matt to you as well thanks thanks so much and looking forward to uh to hearing how you kind of shape this series and, and make it your own absolutely thank you look forward to uh Welcome with the boys again over the
1: next few weeks and unpacking their journey from from now to the start line in Seville and London and
0: hopefully we, they can get some Paris spots as well. Cool, thanks fellas and uh, and we'll speak to you soon. Yep, cheers.
3: Cheers, Roland.